0: Hi everyone, and welcome to God's plan, your part. A podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part
1: in it. Jenny's here. I'm here. Hey. And we are still in Exodus. Uh we're going to Brian
0: didn't know how to open the, open the episode. Why are you
1: going to be like that? Honestly. So, we're looking at <laughs> Exodus 13 to 15. Um, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like the go between. Like we see them, we see Israel come out of Egypt. Uh, we see the red sea here and this is kind of between Egypt and the wilderness wanderings. Um, that's what I would say this. I think it's kind of a mashup. Yeah. I think that's what you're going for
0: because they're still talking about the meanings behind, um, their, their feasts Then we go right back into the story Where they're being pursued by the Egyptians And then we end with, by Egyptians We don't really have a place for you in the story anymore
1: But God destroys so the Egyptians So it's
0: just like a lot of tying up But mashing up at all at the same time
1: So I think Jenny is very excited to talk about The miraculous things that happen in this passage
0: um, I, I have heard this many times I've watched the Prince of Egypt Religiously Weird, as a child <laughs> And as an adult I just think what's really cool is there are so many miraculous things going on in this. And what is really easy to do is just continue to read over it or just think about the story and just gloss over the fact that, wow, God was actually in like, he was protecting them in such crazy ways, like this huge pillar of fire and pillar or cloud pillar is just like Helping them get to where they need to go, like guiding them through to the sea, and like, I I just think that's incredible. Like if I was considering myself in that place and I'm being guided around by this massive pillar of fire that nobody can explain, that's crazy. Like that is very insane. It's not normal. Like there's no explanation of it. I just think it's really cool. Um, and then also just with the parting of the waters, again we know this story, we've heard it, but it's just, it's an incredible act of God's power that I think just gets overlooked a lot. Like a freaking sea opened and was dry as they walked across. I was telling Ryan earlier, I think I would have been very hesitant to even walk through, like, nope, I am not going in there. Um, just for my own fears, but Yeah. God's power is just pretty intense in these situations. One of the
1: most dangerous things to biblical narratives is the fact that you've heard them before. Yeah. Um, because you're, it's very easy, even when you're reading. At least I've found in my own life, even when you're reading. Oh, I know this story. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, blip, 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 blip. Okay, done. And you skip lines and you skip words. and You, you want don't to think dig about what they
0: deeper, mean. but it's like, <clears throat> wait, there's so much right here.
1: Yeah. Um, so don't skip the miraculous. There is... Many, many miracles that happen in these couple of passages.
0: I mean, if you even, if you heard present day of those instances happening, people would be like, there's no way. There's no way that happened. But like, that's how God acted on behalf of his people. That's really cool.
1: It's interesting because when you make a statement like that, like Western Christians would say, there's no way. There are many believing Christians Uh in the world today that would not say there's no way.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I instantly thought of our our friend in Mexico who Mm -hmm. experiences like what seemed to be very miraculous situations all the time, might not be to the extent of uh, a sea opening up. However, just like things happen, he's just like, well, yeah, of course.
1: So that's our friend Lalo. He works in uh, Juarez, Mexico. And he sees miracles regularly. And I remember one time I talked to him about it and I was like, Hey, like, are you just like constantly surprised? And he was like, no, I serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have faith like that too, for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but just what's really cool about these passages is that it is, undeniable how powerful God is, but we're just so quickly, we can just quick read over it. Like, oh, of course they walked across an ocean or uh, across the sea. Of course they were led by this massive pillar of fire. Of course Pharaoh was held off. Like, that doesn't just happen, guys. That's not the norm.
1: <laughs> so this might not be as exciting, <laughs> but in chapter 13, <laughs> uh, in chapter 13, there's like this explanation of the feast of unleavened bread. That's the what? heading... Uh, before ESV. you keep going, oh, I think it yes. is
0: confusing, so it's good to clarify chapter 13. Because yeah. there's parts of it that are like, wait, what?
1: Okay. So it's
0: good that you're clarifying that. Because oh. you said it's boring, but like... not as exciting, but it's definitely good to clarify because that's easy to gloss over too. So
1: God is basically instituting how this feast is going to work, but twice in the institute of this feast. So there's 16 verses, twice in those 16 verses. Uh, Verse 8, You shall tell your sons on that day, it is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. That's verse 8. Verse 14, And when in time to come your son asks you, what does this mean? You shall say to him, by a strong hand the Lord brought us up out of Egypt. You'll start to see this developing theme of you must tell your descendants, Mm -hmm. your kids, the stories. You have to tell them what I did for you Mm -hmm. because that will cause them to honor me. And I think that's like, that's an idea that I'm really encouraged by lately um, because I think, like, constantly generations that have seen God do amazing things. They're getting older, right? Like the the people in your life that you see as incredible, um, faithful people, they're getting older. And as they get older, their stories go away and those stories get lost. And God understands, don't let those stories get lost. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you saw the Red Sea part? Make sure you tell your kids about that. (laughs) Um, We most likely are not going to see an ocean part. You might, but probably you won't. But you have seen the Lord do powerful things in your life. That's your testimony. That testimony has power. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. You should make sure you tell Mm -hmm. people about Mm -hmm. it, particularly people that are not in your same age space, uh, because that is what glorifies God. And it helps to remind us that God's not trapped in Exodus. God's not trapped in Genesis. God is moving and working and empowering and emboldening today. And you've seen it happen, so make sure you tell people about it. My sermon is done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's really good, though. Because I think that even happened when we think about Joseph, right? Yeah, yep. The stories weren't told. And it explicitly talks about that at the beginning of Exodus, that the, the people of the land, they forgot about Joseph. So... His legacy didn't really last in the eyes of the Egyptians, which ultimately landed all of the Israelites in slavery. Um, but I think that's even true of our own lives too. I've seen I have seen God show up in my life so many times that just like doesn't make sense to my human mind as to like how the situation even got to be or how He overcame situations in my life that were just very stressful or whatever Um, and I've seen God come through on my behalf in those situations and I'm so thankful but it's not too long after that I forget that he came through for me there and I start throwing my hands in there like what are you doing God where are you why aren't you helping me with this but yeah remembering those things like writing it down telling like we we try probably not as often as we should but we try to even just like talk to our kids and say you know what like Guess what God did today or guess mm-hmm. what what Jesus did on our behalf today like I don't know, but it like encourages the next generation to to also like seek the Lord for those same provisions and those same um, like rescue scenarios in a way.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing real quickly that comes out of chapter 13 you'll see that God requires consecration of the firstborn of all living things. And there's this concept he introduces of redeeming those things uh, that you cannot sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So he talks about uh, redeeming uh, a young donkey. He talks about redeeming the firstborn male child. Uh, What that means, like when he says consecrate, he's talking about sacrifice the firstborn males to me. So the firstborn male sheep gets sacrificed to God. The firstborn male child must be redeemed the way that you redeem that male child is you offer a sacrifice of a different animal in that child's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is substitutionary atonement. It's a fancy word. Yeah. Oh my word. You <laughs> should see Jenny's face. Um, it's basically introducing the concept of something being sacrificed in, in our place. place of, yeah. That's what Jesus does for us. That's not a concept that started in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's a concept that actually started in Genesis. We see it here in Exodus. Redemption is when something else dies in your place. That's what Jesus did for us. So mm-hmm. that is another way. Like I, I feel like we're just hitting these over and over and over again. It's another way that the Bible is pointing us to Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is really cool because you don't always expect that. Or, right. Yeah, I think you're going to come across it. One final thing that I pulled from today was in chapter 15. This is the song of Moses. And he's just like over and over again just talking about how the Lord has delivered us. He's like basically pushed the enemy out of the way, all this stuff. But if you look at verses 14, 15, 16, probably, does it go to the next? Nope. 14, 15, 16, it talks about all of these people groups that are hearing about what happened. So like word of mouth, it, like it's a real thing. Like, just like it is today. Word travels very quickly. But all of these people groups are becoming, like, fearful of the Israelites because they're like, holy cow, like, did you hear what just happened with them? Did you hear what they did to the Egyptians? Because the Egyptians are, like, no joke. Like, they're a big deal. Um, So Egypt is, like, completely wiped out in every way, shape, form, including their military at this point. Um, So people are afraid of the people of God, of the Israelites. Uh, But what I was talking to Ryan to earlier, or what I was telling you earlier was it's funny that they are fearful of the people when actually what they're truly afraid of is they are afraid of the power of God. So I think that kind of sets us up for things to come. Yes, battles. We'll
1: we'll read through these stories. And again, Mm -hmm. it's really important to recognize there will be people from these people groups that come to recognize the power of God and worship Mm -hmm. the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There are also people in these people groups who will harden their hearts and fight against God,
0: sounds familiar. And
1: lose, and and God's own people will harden their mm-hmm. hearts and fight against God. So there's some really interesting things that are going to happen in the in the coming chapters. Um, I think that is that's probably enough from us today. I think, um, and I would say honestly, like the your part, like I got pretty wound up earlier, but I think the your part is share your stories. Mm-hmm. Do not allow uh, the story of what God has done in your life to be hidden. There are so many ways to share your stories, and that's not confrontational. That's not offensive. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know what? I actually saw the Lord come through for me today. Here's what happened. I'm going to praise the name of Jesus because Mm -hmm.
0: of it. And sometimes the promptings to speak those things into other people's lives, you might not know why, but God might be working in some, like, crazy way that you have no idea based on what you have experienced the Lord doing in your own life may impact there. Their own situation as well.
1: So that's the challenge. Just like God told the Israelites to remember to tell their kids the stories, make sure you're telling the stories. Um, And speaking of stories, we'll be back in the story tomorrow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. See you then. Bye. Exodus chapter 13. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and of beast, is mine. Then Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of slavery. For by a strong hand the Lord brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. Today, in the month of Abib, you are going out. And when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. And on the seventh day, there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. No leavened bread shall be seen with you, and no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory. You shall tell your son on that day, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. And it shall be to you as a sign on your hand and a memorial between your eyes, that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this statute at its appointed time from year to year. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and to your fathers, he shall give you. You shall set apart to the Lord all the, all that first opens the womb, all the firstborn of your animals, that all the males shall be of the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And when in time to come your sons ask you, What does this mean? You shall say to him, By a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that first open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall be as a mark on your hand or frontlets between your eyes, for by a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea, and the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. And they moved on from Succoth, and camped at Etham, on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people.
0: Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel to turn back and encamp in front of Pi-heraroth, between Migdal and the sea, in front of Baal-zephon, You shall encamp facing it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the people of Israel, They are wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts, And all Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And they did so. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. And they said, What is this we have done, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his army with him and took six hundred chosen chariots and all other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them and camped at the sea by pi harath in front of baal zephon When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, And they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff, and stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry land. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, so that they shall go in after them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host, his chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who was going before the host of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them, coming between the host of Egypt. And the host of Israel. And there was a cloud and the darkness, and it lit up the night without one coming near the other at all. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night, that made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left.
1: The floods covered them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow your adversaries. You send out your fury. It consumes them like stubble. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The floods stood up in a heap. The deep congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake. I will divide the spoil, my desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them, they sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The peoples have heard. They tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now are the chiefs of Edom dismayed. Trembling seizes the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them. Because of the greatness of your arm, they are still as a stone. Till your people, O Lord, pass by. Till the people pass by whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established, the Lord will reign forever and ever. For when the horses of Pharaoh with his chariots and his horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days into the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah, because it was bitter. Therefore it was named Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, "'What shall we drink?' And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and there he tested them, saying, "'If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do that which is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes,' I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at Part at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.